0: Grain futures stumbled out of the chute yesterday, and most markets saw sellers pile on to the price pressure today. The hog market continues to, I don't know, let's call it a correction to the downside, while feeder cattle led a rally in the cattle complex to put the only green on the screen for the ag markets.
1: Live from a slippery, oil-slicked slope via Farm Journal broadcast, this is Agritalk this afternoon, it's a conversation with Andy Schisler from SNW Trading. And right after the news, Todd Bubba Horowitz from BubbaTrading.com. I'm Handsome Newsman Davis Michelson. Now welcome the host of AgriTalk Chip Laurie. All right, Davis. It is uh, supposed
0: to be day two of the 118th Congress. And yes? I have just one question for you. Do you know where your Speaker of the House of Representatives <laughs> is?
1: Uh, no. No. Uh.
0: No, we do not. We still don't know. And again, you know, all we can do at this point is observe. But basically what it is, is we've got hey, just call it 200 in the 200 Republicans in the House of Representatives that are sticking with McCarthy. We there are 20, eh, maybe 21 that uh, are start that have dug in their heels and they're and they are saying no to McCarthy. So you know it's a 10 to 1 battle and the way this thing is shaping up right now the one is they are holding their own and how this ends up i'm not exactly sure i but i hope it ends soon i i i do and i but i don't know if they're going to get it done this week or not davis i really don't
1: they kind of need to because they really can't get down to business until we get this figured out yeah there's no really
0: can't they can't Mm -hmm. yeah uh it they they can't even vote on rules of how this this session of congress is going to be held until until the speaker of the house has has been uh has been elected i i heard a new name today it was not davis michelson it wasn't big apple mm. joe stackler oh. i heard mike pence really as a potential nominee oh, yes. that'd be an
1: interesting choice yeah
0: yep uh huh. the word is is that he is not interested uh, that he would rather focus on running for president but mm-hmm. uh, you know hey well. This is kind of a weird time. Now, the 20 that have dug in their heels on McCarthy, I don't know if they're going to vote any more willingly for Mike Pence or not, but there you go. There's all kinds of of things that are happening. Okay. Let, yes. The, snowing. Snowing here in northeast Iowa, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. And,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's one of those snows that kind of slicks things up fairly quickly fairly quickly it's very light but it's cold enough that it sticks yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so exactly be careful out there all right let's get to the news
1: chip the short-term uptrend in march srw wheat futures was broken today front month soft red wheat opened higher and on session highs then plunged through several layers of support to close below support at 750 for the first time since december 19. Price action in March HRW futures was very similar with the contract posting the first close below 850 since December 20. The combination of wheat exports from the Black Sea region with the lack of demand for U.S. supplies has become the dominant feature with the flip of the calendar to 2023. March HRW wheat futures 28 and one half cents lower today, 840 and three quarters. March soft red wheat down 30 cents, 745 and one half. March spring week closed at 903 and one half down fifteen and three quarter cents, Chip.
0: Yeah, I think we'll get to this with Andy uh s from SW. But the market, I think, is looking for a reason to not sell and to actually buy. Uh but the first steps you know, first steps first, stop mm-hmm. the selling and right. before we get an opportunity to buy in here.
1: Four consecutive lower closes in March. Corn futures have erased thirty cents of value, Chip. And ended the short-term uptrend drawn from the December 7 low. March corn dropped within a nickel of the pivotal 650 level. Longer-term support is at the December 7 low of 635. Traders pointed to the $3 plus drop in crude oil futures as a source of pressure on corn prices, as well as disappointment over the pace of U.S. corn shipments. Traders are also beginning to position for the January 12 quarterly grain stocks annual production summary and supply and demand reports from USDA. March corn futures 16 and three quarter cents lower at 653 and three quarters. May corn down 16 and a quarter, 654. July corn futures closed at 649 and one quarter, down 15 and one half cents.
0: Quarterly grain stocks next week I think is going to be the
1: highlight uh, report from USDA. Soybean prices were lower, but losses lagged behind those in the wheat and corn markets. Selling may have been limited after USDA reported the sale of 124,000 metric tons of U.S. beans for delivery to unknown destinations. That's for the current marketing year. Back to back lower closes with the high range open and low range close drove March soybean prices through support at last week's lows. Chart watchers now targeting the middle of the early December sideways trading range at 1475. Bean traders are well aware of stressed growing conditions in Argentina areas of Rio Grande do Sul in Brazil, but beneficial rains in southern and northern bean areas of Brazil support ideas of a bean crop above 5.5 billion bushels. March beans, eight and three quarter cents lower, 14.83 and one half. May beans down nine cents, 14.90. July soybeans closed at 14.93 and one half. That's down nine and one quarter cents today. Chip?
0: Yeah, rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling out of the gates here for 2023 in the grain markets. So let's find out what Todd Horowitz, BubbaTrading.com thinks about it. Bubba, happy New Year, my friend.
2: Davis the handsome newsman. Oh.
0: <laughs>
2: How are you, Bubba? I have no idea. I am lousy. I have no idea what to think of this market right now. I mean, okay. it makes there's it, it's like. There's an invisible hand pushing the prices lower for no reason. I, I don't I don't see what's going. I don't I don't understand why crude's down so much either. so right. this the, the logic behind this whole move here makes zero sense. Now again, obviously if you're a technical trader, you're watching it, it's breaking down a little bit, but the corn's holding support. You know 650 is the key number in, in corn. Yep. okay uh, So you know if we hold, I mean I, listen, I still I haven't changed my opinion. I'm still holding a long position. I'm still saying we're going higher, but okay. they're certainly making it much more challenging.
0: Okay. Now, I, I'm not doing this to make you mad, uh, I, but I just, what about the Fed Minutes? Uh, I, was there anything in the Fed Minutes that contributed to the price slide? I mean, this, interest rates are going higher.
2: I was listening to Chip Flory. I don't listen to the Fed Minutes. Well, I don't listen oh, to okay. those dumbasses. <laughs> Good. <to speak. laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on, they, they, they already told us what they're going to do. I told yeah. you that the ten-year notes are under six percent. Okay, this is—they're not going to stop raising rates. This is this is a a a mass destruction in what they're trying to create here. Now, the good thing is we've got election coming in a couple of years, so because yeah. these guys are just totally lost out of their mind. I mean, you know, no no Federal Reserve ever in history has raised rates into a recession.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was you know in heading into a recession which seems likely and just increasing our our, our interest costs for the government. I I I don't know if if it, well, the government will survive it, but it's it, it's it's going to go through some serious Well, now no,
2: remember, let's remember one thing, chip. Government and central banks make no money, they make debt. Okay? We have a spending problem, not, not a yep. interest rate yep. problem. OK, so at the the end of the day, you know, look, let's be let's be frank. They got the taxpayers to pay for it. That's why they do what they do, because they know that they can come to the taxpayers through the hidden tax of inflation and through everything else. We'll see you, Bubba.
3: To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest. Timing is everything. Full scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction.
1: agri-talk what more do you need to know all right welcome back to agri-talk we're gonna hustle here davis go ahead and
0: get to the rest of the news before we get to a conversation with andy schistler
1: go ahead bud chip march cotton futures opened nearly steady and tried to rally then plunged through support at last week's low to trigger aggressive selling march cotton 270 points lower 80 44. Livestock's the sharp sell-off in corn futures triggered a strong rally in feeder cattle with March feeders trading to the highest level since September 12. Spillover mm-hmm. from feeders and expectations of higher cash cattle bids this week helped live cattle trade higher as well. February fats, 42.5 higher. March feeders, uh, let me slow down a little bit, 42.5 higher on your February fats, 157.27.5 is the quote there. March feeders up $3.45, half yeah. And on the snout side, front month lean hog futures have closed lower in five consecutive sessions, looking to challenge support at that December low at 81.52 and a half. February lean hogs a dollar lower, 84.07 and one half, and April hogs down 90 cents, 92.20, Chip. All right.
0: Thank you very much, Davis. That move in the feeder cattle market, mm-hmm. it, it looks like a breakout to the upside in that market. Now, it's just a one-day move. It could turn into a spike, but Boy, that was an impressive move. And when you've got corn prices 15, 16 cents lower, you know, we we talked about in wheat, first thing we need to do is find a reason to not sell. Well, for feeder cattle, that decline in the corn market is a reason to go ahead and buy. Uh, So, uh, you know, we were talking with Mike Berto on the Farmer Forum this morning. He just built a new cattle shed and is looking for the right opportunity to get things filled up. Well, I... The, the the uh, uh the go ahead for that is probably getting pretty close in here. All right. Andy Schistler, S and W Trading is our guest analyst today. Andy, welcome back to AgriTalk, buddy. How you doing?
5: Oh, pretty good. Hey, it's uh good to be on, Chip. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad you're here. Happy New Year, man. Yeah, good times at our house. We've got <clears throat> I got a couple kids and like Christmas yeah. is the best. So just, yeah. <laughs> the boy, he's, he's pretty young yet. So like, it's, it's yeah. kind of a big deal. Like, um, so we have the elf on the shelf and my daughter, oh, yeah. Pre- yeah, she's pretty crazy. So She was doing different stunts with the elf on the shelf. And the last <laughs> night <laughs> she had the elf on the shelf, paint my, uh, right foot, uh, toe to and put a sock on it. <laughs> And the, and the, the elf left a note that with the note with the polish and stuff. Oh my gosh, it's pretty funny though. <laughs> I let her do it. I was just like, "All right, fine, do it." Fantastic. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. yeah oh, the fun.
0: the elf the elf on the shelf was very popular and active. He was
5: exceptionally oh, yeah. active. Yeah, it at, caused uh, chaos at our house. Yeah, my
0: daughter's house. Yeah. Yep, good stuff. Good stuff. So All right, man. As as we were going through the holidays and playing with Elf on the Shelf and everything else, um the the situation in China and I want to go straight to it, Andy, because I, I know that you're tuned in. Um but the situation in China with trying to lift the COVID restrictions and everything, it it just seems there's more going on than what Than than what the average American knows. Well,
5: I think it was always kind of strange that, like, my in-laws and stuff, and like we have crushing plants we work with and whatnot. And Mm
0: -hmm. man, they
5: just wouldn't let them go anywhere. And like I might have told you before, my in-laws got in trouble for going out without getting tested or or whatever. And right, they didn't care anymore. And then when the when when the protests started to happen. Then they just like just dropped it. I'm just like, really? <laughs> I'm like, so let's see how this goes. Oh man, it's been like wildfire. I mean, I think just about everybody we know has gotten it okay. in the last two weeks. Like for real. Can I hop in on this?
1: <laughs> I got a question. Sure. Um, yeah. Chip, you and I have really haven't talked about this before, but I was thinking about it last night for the longest time. You know, we would report oh, they found like three new cases and, you know, 1.2 million people are now locked into their homes and we're like, over one or two cases? Come on, what are they doing? If there's so much talk about, you know, uh, China, we need good numbers from you on this. What's going on? Is it possible the numbers from before were more than one or two people and we're going to shut down 1.2 million people or, you know what I'm saying? Are we just now sort of seeing the scope of it?
5: I've always known it was not true and like to a a large degree and there was infestations that came out but man i mean they wouldn't let people come out of their homes i'm surprised just like being in apartment buildings that there wasn't more of this thing kind of moving around within the communities even there Mm -hmm. but like like if you leave your your apartment like you get in big trouble and they take you away so it's Mm -hmm. like you can't even leave the door it's like it's really strange but so then once they kind of everybody kind of goes around it just blew up It's like everybody like these all these traders that we know like they've all missed time at work in like the last two weeks yeah. and it blew through it just like wildfire which is kind of omicron kind of did that here yeah i got yeah. pretty good <clears throat> you know like that thing kind of blew through our school system and everything and that's like we'd never really just blown the thing out and it happened well it's happening there and i think I mean, it's a necessary evil, unfortunately, but I think there are a host- There's so many people that the hospitals are overwhelmed. And I don't mm-hmm. think the death cases have been very many, <clears throat> but I think people are getting sick. I mean, shoot, when I had it, yeah. I, I was pretty sick, actually. Um, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. But like elderly people, it's just, uh, you know, they had to do it. And it's so, like, so the, yeah. so the world gets really uptight about the global economy, but I think it's good. And it's just like our in-laws are supposed to come over here this year. I'm supposed to go over there. And like, we like to go around and do some business as China. I haven't been there for like three years. And yeah. pl- flight tickets are like $6,000, $8,000. Oh, jeez. So it's like, yeah, I might get in a hurry to do that. Right. <laughs> so this is right. like, you're not going to take the family over either, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, I think it's, this is good. And I think this will be over within, a few weeks, yeah. kind of like the Omicron thing was yeah. here, and, and, and that's that, really. But man, it's it's so much lies, like what what comes out on the news and stuff, and in yep. the papers. Now it, it just okay. Like,
0: let Andy explain more your your comment there. I think this is good. Uh, the reason that you're saying is it, that is because the herd immunity it didn't really have a chance before. Now it's got a it chance if we can get yeah. people functioning again, will be
5: better off. They needed to get over the hump and get the herd immunity. And it was never going to happen through a shot, you know, like it is when you get it for real. Like even if you did get the shots, you still got it. But it's like, if you raise livestock, kind of going to all get it, you know, it affects some, it doesn't affect some, but I mean, it it just kind of had to happen at some point so they could get past it. And I think then there will be no fear also. It's like, Oh, we went through it. We should yep. be good, you know, and so then people will be okay traveling there. But I wouldn't travel there right now. But now that this right. has gone through, you know, later this year, I'll, I'll go over there if they ask me. Sure, you know, if flight flight tickets and stuff. Yeah, as line, long as but... tickets
0: aren't eight thousand bucks a pop.
5: Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> yeah. a family of four is going over there for eight grand a pop. I
0: mean, oh jeez, you know, yeah,
5: wow, exactly.
0: crazy. Okay, so I again, I know that you've you you know you've got that personal connection too. What is what, what is happening there and anything, but but when you put your analysis to it, what does it mean for the soy markets?
5: I think um, the the bean sales have been good, and they've bought pretty much what what they need to, and, and haven't been shy about it, and that's been good. It's like on the demand side, that's been good. Their hog prices are really down so it's like yeah. even though it feels like they're not paying as much as they have in the past it, it's kind of a lot and i think the hog prices over there so the crush margin and stuff like that is i'm sure there has to be government supplement and support because it's kind of messy right now um so like like as far as that goes i think the demand will definitely be down and they're probably going to be down what 15, 11 to 15 percent on the amount of beans they probably buy this year <clears throat> and a lot of that's coming from pork so okay. probably maybe buy a little less from here or maybe we'll see where the final pace is on exports and then maybe not so much in brazil either this year but it, the demand's okay. definitely down this year just from the economy and all the lockdown stuff it's it's, it's down for sure
0: yeah okay all right so how are your your in-laws are are everything okay with them
5: yeah they're it's it's all pretty good really um yeah i mean i guess look forward to either going over there because like uh, my boy he missed the last trip we took over there so he'd never been
4: that's
5: how long this covid crap's been going on (laughs) yeah yeah
0: that's right that's right well hey man thanks for giving us a little bit of a personal insight into what is going on on there we've still got a lot of ground to cover with andy schistler from s trading we're going to go back to the demand side with a question that came in on twitter from rg he wants to talk about corn demand why is corn demand from china so low he says people and animals still have to eat right
1: Time now for news of note from Pro Farmer. Individual state crop condition ratings showed further deterioration of the HRW wheat crop during December, with the exception of Oklahoma and Colorado. Japan has become the latest in a long list of countries to require a pre-boarding negative COVID test for travelers coming from China. World Health Organization officials met Chinese scientists yesterday amid concern over the accuracy of Chinese data on the spread and evolution of the COVID outbreak. Scientists say a new variant has the potential to drive a new U.S. surge of COVID-19 cases, although it's still unclear how large or how disruptive that wave might be. The EPA is currently seeking comments on an update to environmental impacts from the RFS including assessments of air, water and soil quality, ecosystem health, and biodiversity. News of note is taken from the pages of ProFarmer. Get more at tryprofarmer.com. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. If the world is your oyster, we've got pearls of wisdom on AgriTalk. (laughs) <laughs> That's
0: what the house is doing right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trying to get it figured out. Welcome back to AgriTalk. talk I'm Chip Florey. That is Davis Michelson, and we're in the middle of a conversation with Andy Schisler from SNW Trading. Before we get back to Andy, uh Davis, go ahead and recap where the market's closed.
1: Chip March, hard red winter wheat futures twenty-eight and one half cents lower today, eight forty and three quarters. March SRW wheat plunged thirty cents to seven hundred forty five and one half. March corn futures sixteen and three quarter cents lower, six hundred fifty three and three quarters. July corn futures closed at six hundred forty nine and one quarter, down fifteen and one half cents. March soybean futures eight and three quarter cents lower, fourteen eighty three and one half. July beans closed at fourteen ninety-three and one half, down nine and one quarter cents. March cotton two hundred seventy points lower, eighty forty four livestocks february fat cattle 42 and one half cents higher at one fifty-seven twenty-seven and one half march feeders up three dollars 45 cents chip 188 and a and february lean hogs an even dollar lower 8407 and one half that's your quick market recap now back to you all right thank you very much davis andy schistler
0: smw trading is our guest today Andy, this one is straight from Twitter. RG wants to know, why is corn demand from China so low? People and animals still have to eat, right? Maybe they eat less when they're sick with COVID.
5: <laughs> that's probably not what it is. No. <laughs> I would say uh, they're actually trying not to buy U.S. corn, actually. Yes. I, I think that's what it is, and it's pretty obvious. Um, yeah. They've got deals going with Russia. It's like Russia has exported 45 million metric tons of wheat this year, and they had a record for last month at 4.5, so the Ukraine's loss has been Russia's gain. And mm-hmm. and China wants to buy grain with yawn. They don't wanna buy mm-hmm. grain with dollars, and they don't wanna yep. buy grain that's attached to a dollar, and our dollar is very high. And so, so you've got that going on and they also want to buy oil with yuan out of out of the middle east and they're going to. I mean, it's going to happen. So it's like they're both trying to fight yeah, but, the US currency between Russia and China right now. Yeah, but
0: Andy, if a, if a oil producing country sells their crude for yuan, what do they really end up with?
5: They end up with Chinese money. I mean, before it's been u.s money but it's the u.s money is paper and debt so it's like what does anybody end up with you know what i'm saying but china has yeah i mean they're they're backing their currency with tremendous amounts of gold also okay and we are not backed with tremendous amounts of gold and so is russia they're both doing the same thing there's something going on behind the scenes here um Mm -hmm. between those two and it started before the Ukraine war, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. There are some major currency implications and things that have been discussed right out of Putin's mouth, right out of Yi, both of them. It's all there. Like if you followed the story, and it's not going to be mm-hmm. less of this, it's going to be more in the future, I think. I'm not saying the US dollar is going to lose its supremacy, but you could see mm-hmm. why you wouldn't be fired up to go buy a bunch of US stuff with a high US dollar and maybe buy all the stuff out of Russia you can, buy some stuff out of Brazil, which would be in US dollars or whatnot. But, but also as far as exports for corn, I have to think mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you look at the last two years, we're probably one-off deals to where we sold more corn than we've ever sold in export. And that usually isn't the time of year when we sell so much export anyway for corn. And so it was mm-hmm. coming out of COVID, you know, it was coming out of a trade war where things really ramped up, well, that's pretty much stopped. And I'm kind of wondering if we're moving more towards a normal number of exports that we would sell. And we're way behind pace this year for corn, and it's probably going to stay that way. We should pick up some on the latter half of the year. But again, like with our dollar currency (laughs) situation, and then the freight thing sure didn't help with the rivers. but, But I think it's we're just kind of expensive, and it's not probably the best place to... To get corn yeah. for a lot
0: of people, yep. you know. Yep, Andy. the The reason that I reacted the way that I did when you said that it's China's efforts to not buy U.S. corn, um, I, I reacted that strongly because I've I've been thinking that for quite some time. <laughs> it's one of the reasons that I have been saying for weeks that one of the big stories of 2022. Is going to be China clearing the phytosanitary restrictions, the red tape, to clear the way for uh, Brazilian corn imports in a very rapid fashion. It that's yeah. telling us something, and what it's telling us, I think, is they want to turn their back on U.S. corn.
5: Uh, they it looks that way to me. And yeah, think about it. Think about also. So, like, would it normally they buy like almost all the export corn out of Ukraine? Yeah. Yeah, and so they can't this year. Right. It's like even that hole in the market hasn't developed here. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it's surprising that none of that business moved to the U.S. at all. Yeah, because right. there was a, they bought all that stuff. They had deals with Ukraine, and now with Russia, they're like, don't buy Ukraine corn, buy all our wheat, buy from all these other people, and. Yeah. I mean, Stock it's not conspiracy. what they're doing. I've yeah. A lot of Russia's said as much. <laughs> you can read yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. there. What, so, what does that
0: mean for corn? Does the corn market go looking for demand?
5: I don't think it has to. I mean, I think we can, overall, I would say the price is going to stay relatively elevated. Okay. And I don't think the market can be as big as what it was before people want this market to be $8 because we had Western drought issues. We had Brazilian issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Our stocks are not high. Our stocks and soybeans are not high. They want that market to be $17. I just don't think it's there to do. And I've always thought whenever, whenever money costs something and interest rates increase, you'd have to play the game differently. And your expectations would have to change. I think that's where you are. Mm -hmm. And in that environment, you need to have stuff sold. But think about it, so like the open interest is probably half of what it was before. The trading interest is half of what it was before. And why would that be? Well, if I can go get interest rate and do other things with my money, I'm not gonna guess on commodities and hope they go up. So you see 50% of a fund position of what it was a year ago in corn and beans, right?
2: Right.
5: So I just don't think your markets... Sure, we can get weather rallies and we can go back and forth. And I would view today's prices as high and good. And but I think it's hard to do a lot more than what we're doing here. Um, and I see downside in the market too. Okay, I do okay. see downside, and so I think you want to be very careful. It was okay to have free money and let the government print and do whatever they do and, and ride the market up last year and the year before. And I just do not believe that's there to do this year. I do not. Okay, okay, so if- nobody wants you to be bearish, but. I think today's prices are good, right?
0: Yeah. If today's prices are good and high, um, what do you do with them?
5: I think you sell them. And, like, I was thinking you can sell new crop corn and beans, too. And, like, we rallied last week. And I felt like it was an opportunity. Sometimes we put our highs in for the year in January, you know, in markets that aren't so good. Last year we blew up because of the Ukraine and then the the Brazilian weather, which makes sense. Right. None of that happens this year. We could have seen our highs for a while here last week i'm just going to get hot as heck in in argentina um, from this week forward into next so maybe there's a secondary rally coming here where they blow the top off again which i think you sell and i also think you guys are talking about livestock yeah i gotta think we're topping for the year in here somewhere i'm not sure how much more it's got in it but i sort of think this is this is the hedge zone and this is where you sell stuff like legit And uh, I think it has a hard time going much more than here. I haven't shorted it yet, but I was thinking of starting to do it tomorrow, actually, and kind of see how we work this high in here. I did a little bit of stuff last week on the short side, but I was actually thinking of shorting feeders, too. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done it yet, but I was thinking about it. (laughs) You know, the
0: tightening supplies, tightening supplies into 2023 are bullish, but how long have we been talking about it?
5: Yeah, I mean, it kind of gets priced in at some point. Like, yeah. we've blown the the whole Ukraine up and had all yep. these bad weather deals. And, like, some of these prices have gone down. <laughs> yep. so it's like, it only plays for so long. And I just got to think after the turn of the year, maybe this is the last bull run in cattle that we get. Like, we saw a okay. few years ago where it was a delayed run after the, the corn and the beans had done their thing the year before. And like, mm-hmm. this is your historic opportunity because, like, we, we haven't been in these prices in how many years? Like, a long time, right? Right. Yep. So, so, I think you're at that place where it's like, this is like selling $7 corn to me, mm-hmm. is what it feels like. And there's a reason yeah. it's here, but at I least. don't know that it stays at least, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Last time we were up in these areas, 14 uh, was 2014. So, I mean, there's yeah, uh, a long time ago.
5: Yep there's
0: a lot of opportunity that we have built into the market the the thing that it, it what what it's a supply side thing that's got me concerned about the cattle market Andy and and that is that we have gotten this cow herd so low and the cow calf guys that are still with it and still pushing through this are so looking to build back some size in their herd that when they can start saving when they got grass start saving heifers feels like they're going to save every one of them
5: that, right, you know I think I mean? that's true. Yeah. But they should, and you know, I would think you'd want to be short before you do all that, right? I would well, think. Well, anyway. I, I might, I might wait
0: a year before you know when that uh, when the beef from those heifers comes out of the market and goes out on pasture. That's going to tighten supplies up one last time, I would think. So, dude, you've given us <laughs> so much to think about. You always do. I love it when you come on the show Andy. Thank you.
5: Thanks. I appreciate All it. Right, Fun. All right, buddy. All right, good one. All right. Good yep. stuff. Bye.
0: Thanks, man. That is Andy Schistler. SNW Trading. Like I said, gives us a lot to think about and uh, hopefully Davis has been thinking about it as well. We'll talk about it next right here on Agritalk. Davis
3: To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest. Timing is everything.
1: We render it. Agritalk. Uh, okay. Welcome back to Agritalk, everybody. Your pal Davis Michelson here uh, with my fellow news renderer. <laughs> what do you call a renderer? Is there a word? Is there a title? for? That? I believe that is the that? word. Renderer? Yes. I would think after all these years they'd have come up with something. My
0: Uncle Gene was a renderer. Oh, so you, you, you know that.
1: That's the actual yeah, word. Well. Renderer. Hmm. yeah yeah okay okay very good um got a apparently i've been out of the loop just a little bit on some of this stuff because i've been doing other things uh quite the show coming up tomorrow sounds like you're pretty excited about it you want to lay it out for us just a little bit you want to tease it please we can tease it again later but but get it out there
0: okay um so we mentioned it earlier that crude oil futures we're well they're extending losses they're almost four bucks lower now you got the february contract just over 73 bucks march futures seventy-three 31. uh we've it, it, there's just a lot of activity in the energy markets right now so we're going to get jordan fife from bio Urge back on here and get his outlook for 2023 and uh specifically why this crude oil market is doing what it's doing right now we'll get that figured out um we're going to hear about the future of farming and what it looks like, according to Rob Dungowski from Ernst & Young. He's going to be at Top Producer Summit, and we're going to get a preview of that. And then the headlines that are are all over the place right now or around the House. And, the, and by the way, uh, McCarthy failed on the sixth ballot attempt. Um, no, I'm sorry, failed on the fifth. And he's going to fail on the six. There are already um, votes for others totaling twelve, and I believe the the cutoff is five. You can't have any more than uh, five not voting. Five Republicans not voting for McCarthy. Uh, so I, you know, we just kind of wonder what is going on. Let's let's try to get a look at how the sausage is being made. And we've got former representative Mike Conaway on the show. Awesome. Okay. He's yeah. He's the past uh, chairman of the, of the ag committee. We're going to talk about some of the issues there as well, but just what is the GOP and, and, and Mike is a member of the GOP. What is the GOP thinking? What, what do, what, what does somebody like Conway think about what is going on in the, in the house chamber right now? So, It should be a very interesting conversation with Mike tomorrow
1: morning.
4: Sausages are good!
1: Indeed. (laughs) Um, Had a uh, great talk with uh, Andy fariken Schissler, SNW Trading today. Um, I want to talk to you about something because there's something occurred to me that I hadn't considered before, all right? You were talking about um, this here, too. I wrote in my notes, I've always said Yuan, but this dude really knows how to pronounce it. It's yawn. And so I put yeah. in my notes Yuan equals yawn. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and remember to pronounce it that way from now on. Okay. Uh but then I put so I got Yuan equals yawn equals backed by gold. Yeah. Um we've I've I've done several Bubba shows where he's railed against the US dollar in its precarious position in that it's backed by debt and it's easy for me to get caught Listening to China, listening to Russia, they both want to do, you know, make export import deals in their own domestic currency. And my mind goes straight to, oh, well, that's the death of the dollar. We're screwed. Yeah. But what if they just begin to trade in yawns, in rubles, in dollars, and they begin to use currencies for. Import-export sort of biz, and it's just sort of one more, call it almost like a risk management tool. In other words, they don't want to kill the dollar. They just want to have a couple of more that, oh, well, look, the ruble is at 73. We'll buy oil in rubles instead. The dollar's down. We'll use dollars next week.
0: David Davis, it's it gets back to the question that I asked Andy. What do you do with the yawn after you've, you know, if... If Iran starts selling oil in yawn, mm-hmm. what are they going to do with them? Yeah. China doesn't want them back. China doesn't care. China mm-hmm. prints yawns faster than the U.S. prints dollars. Mm. So China doesn't want them back. And where else are you going to take yawn and buy stuff? You're not going to bring it to the U.S. and buy wheat or corn or beef or peanut butter. You're not going to be able to do that. So I don't know why any country with an exportable raw commodity would be willing to exchange that exportable raw commodity for a yawn. And, and the, like I said, you you would think, well, if you get paid for crude oil and yawn, you go back and you buy goods out of China with yawn. They don't want them.
1: Mm.
0: It's monopoly money.
1: Yeah. it's
0: throwaway. it's a ziploc bag. It, hmm. you use it once and throw it away.
1: Well this doesn't help me then because then if if they want to make their own currency valuable if they want to position themselves so that they actually want those yawns back, they do need oh. to be in a world where there are no US dollars.
0: Well, they need to be in a world that the the value of that currency is legitimately tied to the value of gold. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any evidence of that. Now they're yeah. trying to back it with gold and they're trying mm-hmm. to tie it to the to the value of gold. but I, I haven't seen any indication that that is going to work. Mm. So and plus mm-hmm. plus China's got a trade surplus. This okay. sounds weird. Yep. This sounds yep. weird, but if you're going to be the default currency, you've got to be willing to carry a trade deficit because because that means your currency is the grease that mm-hmm. keeps trade happening. Okay? What, what other country is willing to do that? What other country would be capable of doing that? What other currency is, is has the opportunity to do that? Mm. Now, it's a... <laughs> I know that sounds weird. It does. But it it it's it's a function of the marketplace and and that's why the dollar or one of the big reasons that the dollar is and very likely will continue to be the the default currency. All right, hmm. we talked about who we've got on the show tomorrow morning. Really looking forward to the conversations there. Tomorrow afternoon we got Luke Swenson from the Money Farm right here on Agritalk.